welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode number 20 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, we're going to talk about some factors to consider when you're choosing where you want to invest in apartments. In general, I like to use the analogy of a sailboat. You know, sailboats are dependent upon the wind to be able to get to where they want to go. Now, it is possible to sail upwind. It's a process called tacking, and it's a fairly laborious and, and difficult and slow process, but you can make it the direction you want to go if the wind is not cooperating. However, Ideally, you want the wind to be at your back and to be pushing you in the direction you want to go. And I think investing in apartments is no different. You know, the area you're investing in is creating the wind for the sails on your sailboat. And your sailboat is the investment itself. So if you're in an area where there's economic growth, there's population growth, and we'll talk a little bit about the importance of these things, it is much more likely that you are going to have a successful investment. Now, I I truly believe that in every market, there are ways to make money through real estate. But in some markets, if the the prevailing winds are going in the wrong direction, you know, it's a slow process or it's a very technical process in getting to where you want to go and, and getting the returns that you want. Now, let's look at some of the things you should look at before deciding to invest. And this applies to aspiring investors. This applies to experienced investors. For the aspiring investor, you may be choosing your market for the first investment property that you're pursuing. For the experienced investors, you just have to realize that things change. Market conditions change. You know, sometimes they change very gradually. Sometimes they change very abruptly, you know. And so you have to understand that a market that was great to invest in two years ago may not be the best place. Place to invest in today. So here are some things that I would suggest you look at when determining where to grow. First thing would be economic growth. You want to look at the economic indicators in a given area to make sure that there is economic growth. And when I talk about economic growth, I'm also talking about job growth. There needs to be a steady supply of jobs for the people who live there. Tied to economic growth typically is population growth. If the economy is doing well and job growth is present, people are going to move there and that's going to push the population up. Higher population means there is a requirement for more housing. There's going to be a higher demand for the units that you have and they're going to be more likely to be rented. Next thing I recommend you look for is population size in an area. For example, if you're looking to buy an apartment building in a town of 5,000 people, number one, there might not be enough supply to be able to keep the building full. Number two, you may not be able to find a property manager close enough to manage the property. And number three, if you need any maintenance, any contracts, any grounds work, anything done to the property, you're going to have to pay a premium to get people to travel out to that property to be able to do it. So most investors will have a minimum metro size that they look at. For some people, it's 250000 For some people, it's 500000 For some people, it's a million. And for some people, it may even be larger than that. And the, the population size in a given area is just one of many factors you look at when you're looking at the overall risk profile of a property. Because it's actually riskier in a lot of ways to rent in smaller markets than it is in bigger markets. Now, something else to look at. We talked about economic growth. We talked about jobs. But let's dive down a little bit deeper. 
let's look specifically at how diverse the range of employment is in a given area. You know, for example, I'm active duty military and I've lived in areas that are strictly military towns. You know, for example, if a base were to close, the town would completely disappear. That is not the best place to be if you're an apartment investor. You don't want to be at the whims of economic forces or the U.S. Congress or the president with any of your investments. Similarly, a couple, you know, several years ago when oil prices plummeted, all of these little areas that were doing extremely well due to fracking also disappeared because they were towns that were built around a single economic industry. So make sure there's a wide array of different employers in a, in a specific area. Now, something else that's really been important lately is cost of living. The trend nationwide is that people are moving from high cost of living areas to low cost of living areas. Now, partially because it's no longer that important to live where you work, you know, especially with COVID, I think COVID really accentuated this movement is now with all the Zoom calls, with the teleworking, it's easier to move where you want to live and still have the job that you want in New York, LA, or Washington, DC. So people are moving where they want to live. And they're typically moving from high cost of living to low cost of living where they have more bang for their buck. What does that mean? Well, on the East Coast, that means people are moving from the Northeast, you know, cities like New York and states like Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and they're moving to the Southeast. States like Florida, South Carolina, and North Carolina. On the West Coast, the trend is from California inward. You know, Californians are moving at the rapid rate to Idaho, to Utah, to Arizona, to Texas, and they're even going north to Washington and Oregon as well. But in general, people are moving to the more reasonable cost of living areas. Now, another factor to consider is what's happening to median home prices and average rents. You know, both these are kind of tied together. They're both related to supply and demand, but they're they're not necessarily, they don't always go hand in hand. In general, I would say you're looking in areas where rent has appreciated a fair amount year over year. Now, I'm not talking about six, eight, or 10%, which in my opinion is typically unsustainable in the long term, but where rent is consistently going up, you know, maybe three, 4% every year, and where the median home price as well has gone up consistently year over year. Now, in general, these two numbers will track inflation. You know, the federal target for inflation is about 2%. So in general, you should expect these numbers to go up by about 2% every year. And you want to look for areas where these numbers are growing faster than 2% year over year and expected to grow faster than 2% for the foreseeable future. Now, we've talked with a lot of the key factors for metro areas for cities, but for the, the region that you want to invest in. You know, in our next episode, we're going to go a little more in depth and we're going to talk about other dynamics, you know, basically where inside these metro areas that you actually want to be in. And once again, you've been listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I am Brian Briscoe with Four Oaks Capital. And don't forget, next Wednesday, we will release another Ask the Expert episode, this time with my friends Bruce Willett and Bobby Jones. And we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, before we go today, I just wanted to bring your attention to a free ebook that we have on our website available to everybody. The website is fouroakscapital.com. And what this free ebook is, is it's a comparison between investing in multifamily and investing in the stock market. You know, it shows you actual returns had you put $100,000 into the stock market 20 years ago compared to the typical multifamily syndication investment. And 
you know, I'm not going to give away the, the punchline here, but you're going to be surprised at the results. Uh, ever wonder how to explain this to other people who are on the fence on investing, or if you're on the fence on investing yourself, okay, this is the, the perfect ebook for you. It should be right at the top when you go to the website. You know, it download it, it's free, look it over, share it with your friends. Anyway, that's it for today, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.